0: Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike. And today I'm joined with John Eldridge, who is an author, counselor, and teacher. So stay tuned. Welcome back everyone to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host Tyler Bronick. and thank you so much for tuning in to an episode today with John Eldridge. I am very excited for this conversation. This is the second time that John is on the podcast. He was on about a year and a half ago um, and we discussed more of his book Wild at Heart um, and some of his other books as well. This time around, we discuss his latest book, Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Um, Really, really cool book. Uh, We talk a lot about it in this episode, but I do encourage you to grab a copy for yourself. Um, In this episode, we talk about what has been going on in the world of information and technology um, and just this rapid speed that we're going at right now. Um, and how to, to recognize that, take a step back, slow down, and reconnect and find union with God. Um, he, he breaks down some scripture uh, of finding this connection, um, starting in the Psalms. Um, he talks a bit more about some data of social media usage um, and what's been going on, uh, of, of how this has been impacting people going outside, um, especially children, And he gives us a lot of practical practices and disciplines that we can uh, start integrating and really just find rhythm in in our life right now. I'm very excited for this talk with John um, and know that you will find this valuable as well. And, and hey, if, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Um, but if you've, been, if you've been tuning in for a few times now and you do find that these podcasts uh, bring joy to you and um, your spiritual life, I would love if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes. This is the best way um, to support the Guys Like Us podcast. Thank you so much. John, thanks so much for joining me in the Guys Like Us podcast.
1: Yeah, it's good to be back, Tyler. Thanks for having me on.
0: Absolutely. So we we are uh, recording this podcast now on February twelfth. Um, so a, a day after the official release of your book, how um, how is I guess how is day one and change going for you so far?
1: <laughs> uh, good. It's going yeah. great. I I actually didn't do anything yesterday. Um, we had just come off a big conference. We done a big men's event that was really killer over the weekend, and I just. I just needed to rest, so I'm like, "Okay, Jesus, I trust this to you, and yeah. uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave this in your hands, God."
0: Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, I know that from speaking with with some other folks that that day of release can be um, a little bit overwhelming, a lot of different emotions. So it, it's good that you were able to uh, to take take a step back and I, I guess kind of practice what you preach in this book as well.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Asso-
0: absolutely. Um. So so. Just to kind of get us get us going with this book, can you was there a, was there a moment for you when when you realized yourself um, maybe losing a, a little bit of control or just trying to trying to you know establish some boundaries and some limits into your into your personal pace of life?
1: Oh yeah, full on. Yeah, it wasn't a moment; it was uh, it was months mm-hmm. where I was yeah I was realizing that. Um, I was fried. I the world was just baking my soul like a desert, and I was trying to keep up and overwhelmed by too much information. and And I didn't I didn't like what it was doing to me, Tyler. I um, I found myself flinching. You know, you get a text and somebody says, "Hey, you know, you want to get together for dinner?" and I'd like flinch at that, and I didn't want to. didn't want to open email for all the demands I knew were there. And, and, uh, I just like, I'd stopped reading and I stopped riding my mountain bike. And, and it was like this, these symptoms that man, my soul needs some loving attention. And I actually didn't intend to write a book about it. I just, I just went out to get my soul back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I feel like this has been, um, such an overdue and much needed, um, I think, just overall topic, and I think a lot of a lot of people have been struggling with this. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about the just kind of the, the data or maybe the information that you've been that you've kind of gathered of why this is so prevalent right now? Because I, I really feel like it's you know within the past few years, it's it's really been accelerated.
1: Well, you just. It, it, uh... Technology gave it an X factor because people have always had full lives and you've always had your, you know, the navigating people's losses and trials and that sort of thing around you and your own, you know, trials that you face. But the problem is technology takes that and throws it into warp speed because we are we are consuming 10 hours of media a day. Yeah. Um, we are on our phones somewhere between five and nine hours a day and it, it, the the pace of life we're trying to keep up with the pace of technology because technology can just throw all this at you you know here's the latest news here's what's happening on Instagram here's the you know boom 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 that we're trying to keep up with that and the soul can't do that for very long mm-hmm. till you begin to lose like really crucial parts of your humanity Mm -hmm. and and then you you look at the data that anxiety and depression are rising in direct correlation to our use of social media and and you're like gang this is Mm -hmm. not good Mm -hmm. it's like Mm -hmm. it's really harming us and and we've got to put some We just got to put some boundaries around it. You know, I'm not suggesting we all become monks or, Mm. you know, move to a desert island. But uh, but we do got we got to we got to create some breathing room to just get our humanity back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There it's I I think some people call this the age of information. Um, And there's this sense that kind of, you know, information is what's 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 valuable, what's sought after. Um, and the more that you can consume, the faster you can consume it, which obviously, you know, technology is allowing us to consume and, and find information at, a, at an accelerated pace. And that's kind of that's what's being prized and what's being treasured. Um, but we're we're as you've indicated, and it's not that's not the way uh, of, of what our soul needs um, or what it what it what it longs for. Um, hey, what, what are some of the, the other challenges that or I guess internal and external that are um, that many of us can find in in slowing down and just finding this union with God um, in in this in this technology age that we're in right now.
1: Yeah, because it, it, it is technology, but it's not just technology. Yeah, um, you just got to add to that the pace of life. Mm-hmm. What most people most people are just running really hard. I know I am. Um, and so you've got the pace of life and there isn't room you know to enjoy going to the store and making dinner and lingering over it with friends as a regular practice not as like an event it's like oh yeah yeah far out we did that last month but i mean yeah. i'm talking nightly mm-hmm. like that that it's normal for you to have this kind of healthy rhythm in your day where there's room to read there's room to take a walk there's room to read a book, you enjoy making meals, you, you have lingering conversations mm-hmm. with your friends, like that actually is a healthy life that's meant to be a normal life. Mm-hmm. And, and then you add to that the spiritual component, um, Tyler, where let's just take Psalm 1 for a second. Mm-hmm. So it's, compa- it's comparing two types of people. And, and it says there is a, there's a person who's able to give God their attention like we can just give lingering attention mm-hmm. to God. And so that person is like a tree that is so tapped into living water, they never wither. They're evergreen. Mm-hmm. Like They are alive. And it com- contrasts it with the person who is so caught up in the world that their life is is so lightweight. They are so lacking substance that they're going to be blown away on the next breeze, and and that's the contrast in our hour right now. And it's partly technology, it's partly media, it's definitely the pace of life, mm-hmm. and we are not um, we are not allowing our souls the room that they need to catch up and rest and renew and be healthy. And here's the double bind. This is the thing that really got my attention. So the hour that we're living in is actually a really gnarly hour. There's um, for everything I described, and then you kind of add the spiritual, you know, dimension of evil on the earth, mm-hmm. and, and how difficult it is to live in a in a culture of death and of hatred and all that's going on. This world requires souls that are really strong, and really tapped into life, like really resilient. Mm-hmm. And this moment is perfectly designed to keep that from happening like that's the double bind. You need to be really strong right now, but everything in your life is preventing it. and and so that's what I found happening to me and and I took I took about a year and a half to begin to really implement some some very simple changes in my life that would allow me to become that resilient soul and and to get more of God in my life, more of my own life back. Mhm. Uh, and, and like I said, I hadn't planned on writing a book, but then I began sharing it with my friends and they're like, wow, this is so helpful. You need to you should probably write this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you definitely hit, hit on a chord there for me um, on um, I, I've funny enough this morning I've been I've been uh, kind of reestablishing journaling into my into my daily rhythm um, and just, you know, not setting a time limit. Or a time restraint on so, however long it, I'll you know I'll journal, I'll journal for, and um, it's allowed me to take a step back. And I found myself writing this morning, you know, God, I, I feel like I'm I, I'm already in a rush this morning to 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 accomplish and to do things, and with my just I'm a I'm a, I don't know if you're an enneagrammer, but I'm a type one, and I'm very into order and structure, and I need to have everything mapped out and ironed out. And, um, that can, it can be challenging to, to take that step back and just enjoy what is, what is, what is here and what is on just, you know, what, what is on earth for, for all of us to enjoy. Um, and I, I think it, it's really interesting on how we, we so often miss that and let kind of the pace of life dictate our pace rather than thinking of it from just a different lens. Um, and, and, and really finding our way back. C- can you talk about some of the practices that you've uh, really integrated and have found a rhythm in for your life that have been uh, that have been helpful for for you know making this 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 change?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd love to because um, you got to put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Like, you know, if we start setting up practices or disciplines or boundaries or whatever that are really high, we're not going to be able to do it. And and we're just going to find ourselves right back in the old mess. So really simple. A one minute pause. Yeah. Literally 60 seconds. I I just realized I never stop during my day. I just go from phone call to phone call, meeting to meeting, you know, and on my commute. I'm listening to a podcast or two and catching up on the news. And it's just boom, 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 you know. So one minute pause. And I'll I'll, I'll definitely do it when I get home in the evening. Pull in the driveway. Before I jump out of my truck, I just stop. And I let it all go. And I just say, Jesus, I I just give it all to you. I can't Hmm. carry it. I can't carry the world. I can't carry people's pain. Uh, and all the needs, so I just pause, just let it go, and and then I just say, I need more of you, God. Mm-hmm. Like restore me, and it's such a reset because I'm I'm coming home out of my work world, so I'm flying, mm-hmm. and I can't take all that stuff into the house. Like if I want to if I want to connect with Stacy and mm-hmm. and and have a marriage and connect with my kids and my now my grandkids, like I gotta i gotta shift and so it tyler one minute a one minute pause it's amazing what a reset it is and and so now i do it several times during the day like um you know i'll do it in the morning i'll do it sometime around lunchtime and if i know i'm blowing through a ton of meetings and stuff i'll just walk out into the hallway in just one minute just reset and it's uh, it's been a lifesaver
0: Yeah. Wow. That's that's and and it can seem so short, but it it sounds like it's having just extraordinary, you know, uh, fruit in your life. Even 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 I I haven't done this one myself, but just that minute uh, is something that that brings a lot more, I guess, remembrance and just um, calmness back into your life.
1: Well, here's here's the cool thing. It's gotten so effective. We actually built an app. So we have a free app called the one minute pause oh wow you you can get it on the app app store one minute pause by ransomed heart and we there's a one minute a three minute a five and a ten and what it is it's a guided simple thing there's music and then there's just some very simple you know let it go store your life in god pray for him 60 seconds boom and, and most of us who built the app, we like the three minutes really our go to because it's still short enough. You can kind of fit it in between things, but it's long enough that it's a reset. And the crazy thing is, Tyler, like, we're getting emails from people who are saying, This is saving my life. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. first off, that's wonderful, but it's also like, really? Like, just pausing? Like, it's. It's so doable. It's mm-hmm. it's right there on the bottom shelf, gang. You can totally do this.
0: Wow.
1: Another nice. thing Another thing that—so that, So here's what I used to pause for. The other thing that Jesus began to bring into my life, I would be in a time of prayer and praying about something, a travel or my taxes or mm-hmm. car repairs, and, and Jesus would say, give everyone and everything to me. Give everyone and everything to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that's really good, that's really good. But I couldn't really practice it, because 10 minutes later, he'd say it again, and, and I'd realize, oh, I'm not really doing this. Mm-hmm. So you have these invitations in Scripture. You have Jesus saying that his yoke is easy, mm-hmm. uh, his burdens are light. And then you have uh, in 1 Peter chapter 5, he says, hey, cast all of your cares upon the Lord, because he cares for you. Like everything, the invitation is literally everything. And what I began to realize back to this media thing is, I think I think that we are suffering from empathy burnout. Like we just hmm. know too much. The human soul was never meant to know the news of the world hmm. and the suffering of the world. And it's the next, you know, it's the fires in Australia, and it's the next shooting, and then it's the yeah. earthquake in Puerto Rico, and and in it it is too much for the soul. And then you start adding to that, you know, you get on social and you find out, oh my gosh, my friend's just had a miscarriage. Oh, that's terrible. And this stuff builds up. And it really, really, it, it burdens you in ways that you may not even know, like your soul is just mm-hmm. under it. And so the idea of benevolent detachment is one of the other practices mm-hmm. in the book. And it's this simple practice of learning to truly release it give it all to God mm. let it go get it off of your soul and in the cool thing about using it like within the pause is I'm not asking myself to do this for the rest of my life I'm just asking myself to do it for 60 seconds and, and you go oh I can do that for 60 seconds you know and now I can do it for three minutes And now I can do it for ten and you, you begin to realize that daily you are able to release things, you know, the politics and the heartbreak and the Mm -hmm. trauma, you actually can begin to release it. And and if you release this stuff, your soul comes out Mm -hmm. from under the weight of it. And not only do you feel better, but then your soul is in a place to be able to receive God Mm -hmm. and receive his love and his care because uh, you got it you have to empty yourself of what you're currently full of if you want to be filled mm. With God, right? So just learning to let it go learning to those are two of the practices in the book. They're super simple um, And they're they're really healing
0: mm. Yeah, so it's just it's this simple release this this surrendering this letting go um, To let God fill you up and um Yeah, and just bring that peace and um, and that and that wholeness back uh, to you. Can can you? um, You mentioned uh, before the podcast uh, you've been doing some work um, with uh, with men's conferences and ministries. Are are you finding any anything that men in particular are or or I guess challenges that men are facing with? this time to, to slow down, um, and to, I guess, to kind of process what's, what's going on. I think from what I've been kind of learning, and I'm curious to hear, obviously what, what you've been finding is that there's a tendency to kind of suppress feelings and to push them away and to, um, or to kind of let them completely internalize us and, and, and kind of assume that that's what, just what it is and we have to deal with it.
1: Yeah right. because guys are structured that way, and, and there's a good part to that.
0: I yeah. mean,
1: the reason that men are able to go to war is because they can compartmentalize, and you can take your private life and put it over here yeah. in order to get, go into combat mm. and handle really difficult situations, or pararescue or wilderness fires or whatever. you know like guys are uniquely. Built to be able to do that and and to engage the intensity and to get stuff done We're really wired to get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing. That's part of our part of our created nature but the problem is is you take that guy who's built to do that and then you put him in a world that never lets him stop constant distraction and yep, exactly what you named Tyler. He won't pay attention to his inner life. He, w- he won't pay attention to the things that do need, you know, his emotions, his losses, his heartache, his frustration, his anger, whatever it is, the, the desires he has, his dreams, his internal world gets mm-hmm. pushed aside. And part of what got my attention to this, Nicholas Carr wrote a book called The Shallows, What the Internet's Doing to Our Brains. I read that, and then I read Stephen Crawford's book, The World Outside Our Head, Mm. and and what these books are showing is that the amount of information coming at us is literally keeping us constantly distracted, and it's retraining our brain to only be be able to pay attention to something for very, very short amounts of time, three minutes. Mm. Okay, so that's the world we've got. It's, It's this constant stimulation, constant distraction. And you take a guy who is not naturally inclined to take a look at his internal world, and this this world will keep him from paying attention to his soul forever. Mm-hmm. And and then you'll blow up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Then you get the blobs, you know. Then you get the addictions mm-hmm. and or the anger and the rage that's coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know why. Or uh, his wife tells him she's done and you know mm-hmm. shouldn't want to live with him mm-hmm. anymore. You. You know, it'll finally, you can't sustain that. That will blow up. Uh, and that's why it's so important that we realize, wait a second, like I'm actually being assaulted by this world. It, it is actually trying to keep me spinning. Yeah. And I'm so spun up, I, I'm going to fight back. Like you can't have my attention. I, you know, I'm going to do some really simple things. Like I'm going to turn my phone off at 8 p.m. I'm going to put it on airplane mode, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn it back on till the morning. Like, I'm going to give myself some space. I'm not going to take my phone in my bedroom. No phones in the bedroom. And, and when I get up in the morning, I am not going to look at my phone first thing. I'm going to discipline myself to make a cup of coffee, take a few moments, just pray, and, and be a human being. And then I'll look at what the world is throwing at me for the day. But you can take these simple steps to say, you can't do this to me. You can't constantly distract me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I wanted, actually, it was a really good segue <laughs> I wanted to t- touch on, um, on just um, naming that, that, that warfare that's going on and just opting for a, a way of setting boundaries um, to to, to keep yourself, um, and to stay connected. Um, and, and it sounds like for you, what's been helpful has been, um, turning off your phone, uh, at, you know, at evening or turning or, or shutting off, or you know, deleting social media, or, um, uh, I know it has been helpful for some, for some people and uh, myself, I don't turn my phone on until, you know, about nine, 9am, 9 ideally on a, on a good day and, you know, sp- spend my morning in in scripture and prayer. Um, it sounds like you kind of elaborated on a few of those. Is there anything else that's been helpful for you for um, for kind of establishing that more the, more of those disciplines um, to 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 keep that I guess that more of that consistency and structure.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Because we're yes, um, all this is very simple. It's very doable, yeah. and and the fruits of it are really wonderful. So. World Health Organization reports that we now spend ninety three percent of our life indoors. Yeah. Ninety three percent of your life in a cocoon. Uh, so all the sounds you hear are artificial, all the surfaces you touch are artificial, the aromas are, you know, air fresheners and carpet and artificial like you live in a sci fi world. You're living hmm. in a bubble. And the soul atrophies, especially the soul of men. Uh, so what I want to say is get outside every day. Mm. Um, and, and for me on my busy days, it simply means that at some point I stand up, we, you know, I work in an office building, wow. stand up, walk out the door and I walk around outside the building <clears throat> and I'm not, you know, I'm not skiing. I'm not bow hunting. I'm just walking around. Mm. I just get outside, take a walk and but the reset that it is, because the, the human soul is meant to thrive in creation. Mm-hmm. You know, when God created Adam, he didn't put him in an office. He put him in this world. This He put him in creation, you know, the rivers and the forests and the mountains. And there's all this really wonderful data that shows that being outside, being in the natural world, Like, it it increases your attention span. It brings the cortisol levels, the stress chemicals in your body down. It lowers your heart rate. It's a reset. And it it is nourishing. It is so nourishing. And you just get, it's one of those simple fight back things. Like, fight back, guys. Don't let the world suffocate Mm -hmm. you by keeping you in an artificial cocoon all day, every day, all week. Like, you got to get out and and make a practice so here here's a simple thing like i know for me i need a daily walk um, i used to run don't i don't run anymore just for some physical th- mm-hmm. reasons but um like i can get outside every day i can do that 20 minutes
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and and it is like god's out there mm-hmm. <laughs> he's out mm-hmm. there he's not in the elevator <laughs> he's not in the yeah. subway he's out there yeah, yeah. and and <clears throat> And so is beauty and so is goodness and so is air and like just get your body moving. And so that's a real simple thing mm-hmm. to, because it's not just, okay, let's, let's get out of the technology and the craziness and the artificial, but then what will you replace it with? Well, do real things, embrace real things. Like don't get takeout, make your own meal, you know, don't, don't put your headphones on go outside and listen to what the wind is doing mm-hmm. like change the artificial for the real. And you will find yourself super nourished by it.
0: Yeah. Wow. I, that, I, that's that. I think that's incredibly important. And we are, I think we are really missing just the beauty of creation and the outdoors. Um, and I, I know, you know, a lot of listeners are possibly in urban environments and i mean obviously it's great to experience mountains or rivers or you know the ocean but but it's as simple as going outside and getting and and going for those you know 15 20 minute walks as you mentioned that yep. you know you can do and just just to get moving to to get yep. get fresh air and i think that's i think when we think of nature you know sometimes or getting outside we think of like you know, Pat, some really, you know, pasture or again, yeah, mountains I gotta get
1: to the beach or whatever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I, I, and that, that's all great. I think you're able to come to a, a really cool appreciation and purpose, uh, and, and see the purpose in God's creation, but, um, just getting outside. does. And,
1: th- and I, I want to say amen, cause I, I've worked in the city. I know what that's like. I I've yeah. spent time right, right down in the heart of the city and, you know, in one building I worked on, there were picnic tables on the roof that the employees could go up. You could have your lunch on the roof. You could, you can get out. Mm-hmm. And, and the number of parks, you know, cities are being super intentional about this now. There are parks you can get to. It. You can walk to it. You can take the metro and you can get to a park. You can get to trees. You, you can take a walk mm-hmm. around on your lunch break or, or, you know, poor work, whatever fits in. Like you can get there, so just you know, to say, well, you know, I'm not a wilderness guy. It's like, no way, man! Like, yeah, uh, you can get to beauty. You can get to the outdoors. Just take a lap around the block, you know, and and just get yourself out of the artificial cocoon of of the office environment. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, have you Have you looked into kind of the uh, and uh, I'm just curious some of the the, the data on um, uh, you mentioned um, 93 uh, percent of, of people are are not getting outside. can you say that one, uh, one more time again?
1: yeah and and this was a World health organization so this is globally yeah um, and this was 10 years ago. So oh, you wow. know it's worse yeah now. yeah but night we we spend 93 percent of our life indoors Yeah, 90 93% of your life and that includes your childhood. Yeah Like that's crazy
0: Yeah There I I, I, I speak to my parents and when I was younger, you know I'd spent a lot of time outside and a lot of the, the kids in my neighborhood would be outside playing sports or you know just walking around doing whatever yard work and now uh, I talked to my parents about this just for you know our neighborhood in particular and you, you really don't see that nope. you, don't, you don't see uh children outside playing um, playing with each other everything is a lot more um structured you know there's certain times that they they'll have soccer practice or baseball practice um, and that's that's when you go out and that's when you do stuff there's there's this I think this 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 forgetfulness of just kind of free play and just and just yeah. hanging out,
1: yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Because if they're not there, then they're back inside on their screens. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. They're on their screens. They're on their their phones or their tablets or or they're playing video games, and it's brutal. Um, mm. American Pediatric Association wanted to issue some strong guidelines, urging parents not to let their children. Use screens. Get this until the age of twelve. Yeah. But they knew that the world wouldn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would take that seriously. Yeah. So they reduced it to age two.
0: Oh my goodness!
1: And they said, prior to age two, do not give your kids screens uh, because the human brain is still developing, and and the screens literally mess with and harm the the proper development of the brain. Uh, but yeah. but like game that's ridiculous you know we yeah. we gotta we get you, you, you gotta get out of the screen thing and and into reality even if reality is reading a book like yeah yep you know we're not saying you have to go skydiving <laughs> um you, you can read a book you can do real things mm-hmm. do real things as opposed to artificial things
0: hmm. Mm-hmm. um and have you found, you know, what why, I guess, why is this important for our spiritual life as, as, as followers of Christ? Um, yeah. how, how is this, how is this yeah. changing our spiritual life?
1: Okay. This is, this is really big <clears throat> because the soul is the vessel that God fills. You are a created being and you, you have a certain capacity and your soul is the, um, you know, above all else, Proverbs 4, 23, guard your heart, for from it flows the wellsprings of life. John 7, mm-hmm. if anyone believes in me, Jesus said, out of his inmost being will flow rivers of living water. So your soul is the vessel that God fills. Your heart and soul are the 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 Receptacles—they are the, you know, the basins, the fountains through which the life of God flows into us and through us. And when your soul is fried, you literally can't receive God. Mm. And
0: this—this
1: this was the big aha. It—it, it, it, you know, I—I I was looking for God, I would, but I was so caught up and and fried in the way in the world's way of doing things—the pace, the media, the technology, the heartbreak, the empathy overload—all of that that I, I, I had no room to receive God. My soul was not well. And so the, the big thing is this. If you, if you would have more of God in your life, you have to be that person in Psalm 1. You have to be able to give God your attention. And, and if your attention is constantly distracted by this notification and that project and this text, you know, it's not going to work. You can't have both. You can't. You can't try and keep up with the world's way of living and give God your attention mm. and receive living water and receive his love and his, his counsel and his words to you and all that. Like you, The world is, is trying to keep your soul so shallow and so cooked that you can't receive God. So, so what I'm describing, you know, it it's not just it's a profound spiritual crisis. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm I'm going to use that um that, that that phrase. I I hope you don't mind of empathy overload. Um, I, I've never heard that before, but I think it's 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 very well put. Um, on again, I think it draw it it. It, it draws us back to ourselves um, and what what our souls need, and I think that's that's inc- incredibly important. And if if you know no one walks away yeah. with anything today, I, I just hope that they can find that reconnection and that deep um, soul work um, that 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 God can do in their in their life. Yeah, right on. Is there, but before we wrap up, is, is there anything, uh, any anything else you want to share about the book? Um, anything we didn't touch on that you you feel would be uh, important for listeners to know?
1: Well, the, every chapter is a simple practice. It's something you can do. So the book is immensely practical. And at the end of each chapter, there's a little section called "Give It a Try," and yeah. and like here's how you can use the pause, or here's how you can get outside, or here's how you can unplug a little bit today and every chapter um has these very simple steps you can get your life back gang. this is not Mm. it's not too late it's not outside you know the 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 realities of your work or your school or your family life like i know we're all hard pressed but it's doable Mm. and as you do it oh man you are gonna love it you're really gonna love
0: it awesome um, well, it's been an absolute joy and pleasure um, having you on today, John. Um, where where can people um, find you and just find and find the book as well?
1: Uh, you could Google John Eldridge, um, yep. johneldridge.com, or, or the name of our organization, Come to Wild at Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And you can find us, find our podcast, find the events that we do for guys.
0: Yep. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Um, it, it was great to have you on. Yeah. Um, And I'm very thankful for for you and, and the work that you're doing for the kingdom.
1: Yeah, thank you, Tyler. Thanks so much. Great conversation.